bringing you the truth behind the news. Welcome to The New American. Welcome, everyone. We're glad you can join us. I'm Paul Dragu. Joe Biden's son, Hunter, decided to try and have it his way yesterday when he skipped out on a subpoena deposition and threw his own press conference instead. As a result, he'll now be dragged through contempt of Congress proceedings. Also, Medicare data is reinforcing the lethal truth about COVID injections. We have those stories coming up, plus a conversation with a Wisconsin state legislator about the ranked choice voting agenda that Republicans are helping push in the dairy state. But first, it's official. The U.S. House of Representatives is opening an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. The acting president is suspected of being utterly corrupt. He's suspected of indirectly selling political influence for piles of money to foreign nationals of enemy nations. Yesterday's vote to formalize the Oversight Committee's ongoing investigations tallied up this way. All 221 Republicans voted for it and all present 212 Democrats against it. The Oversight Committee posted the breaking news on X. With this vote, we are now in better legal standing to fight the White House's obstruction, it announced. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy had directed the Oversight Committee to open an informal inquest last September. It did so with help from the Judiciary Committee. But so far, the White House has dismissed the investigation as illegitimate because there was no formal vote by all members of the chamber. But that all changed late yesterday. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer of Kentucky asked his colleagues to support the impeachment inquiry measure. He also said that the White House was trying to block key testimony from current and former White House staff and that it was also hiding thousands of records from Joe Biden's time as vice president. After the vote, here's what Comer told reporters. Evidence uncovered uh, has shown a very disturbing trend by the Biden family. We've spent months in this investigation accumulating evidence. Uh, we have a simple question that I think an overwhelming majority of Americans have. What did the Bidens do to receive the tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? Uh, today's unanimous vote uh, by our conference showed that we are united as a conference. Uh, we expect to have uh, people honor our subpoenas. Uh, we want to wrap this investigation up, but obviously uh, you get to the, the deposition phase. Uh, before you wrap up an investigation. So uh, that's where we are. Uh, we're very pleased with the vote today. I think that sent a message loud and clear to the White House. Uh, we expect you to comply with our information requests and our subpoenas. Joe Biden called the vote a baseless House Republican impeachment stunt. And he complained that instead of doing anything to help Americans' lives get better, they are focused on attacking him with lies, that instead of doing their job on the urgent work that needs to be done, they're wasting time on this baseless political stunt. Comer made a video a few months ago in which he used as an example of how the influence peddling scam works one of the alleged transactions between the Bidens and Chinese nationals. First, Northern International Capital, a Chinese company associated with CEFC, wired $5 million to Hudson West Three, a joint venture established by Hunter Biden and a CEFC associate. Then Hudson West Three sent $400,000 to an entity owned and controlled by Hunter Biden. Next, Hunter Biden wired $150,000 to Lion Hall Group, a company owned by James and Sarah Biden. Sarah Biden then withdrew $50,000 in cash from Lion Hall Group. Later the same day, she deposited it into her and James Biden's personal checking account. A few days later, 
Sarah Biden cut a check to Joe Biden. I'm joined in the studio by two special guests, senior editors for The New American. We have Rebecca Terrell and Veronica Karolinko. Welcome. It's so nice to have you guys here. Great to be here. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> it's, um, what do you guys make of uh, what's happening here? Is this finally the beginning of the end for Biden? Well, what do you, you we can start out with you. You know, I don't think we can call it the beginning of the end. I think his end came You think we're past ago. that point? I do, I do. And I, I think it's scandalous that um, the, the machinations, the machine behind the, you know, the man behind the curtain is, is using somebody who is obviously in such mental decline at this point. But that does not exonerate him from past and, and current wrongdoing. Uh, I think that the Oversight Committee has been very transparent in their investigation. There are definite questions. The statement that was put out by the White House calling it a, calling it an impeachment stunt, stunt, a political stunt. Yeah. Um, I do think, too, it's, it's kind of scandalous. I mean, how we must look on the international stage. Uh, it looks like kids arguing on a playground almost this, you know, this vote being yeah. completely on party lines. There, there's just no dignity. And then you add in the, all the Hunter Biden scandals with all yeah. of his you know, the what, six felonies now, some on tax evasion. Track. What do you think, Veronica? Well, Paul, you know, um, like many, so many Americans are really stunned that Joe Biden made it so far in his presidency. Yeah. I mean, every time I woke up in 2020 when he was running for president of the United States, I would expect. Am I going to get, you know, this medical emergency news or not? Because even back then, even three years ago, he was so, so, so inadequate. He was definitely and he was obviously demented. Mm. He was uh, mumbling incoherently. He yeah. didn't uh, he didn't even run. He didn't even have a campaign. You remember these embarrassing hula hoops on the ground yeah, when people said just so mm -hmm. far from each other not to infect each other with COVID. I mean, he was the perfect puppet for sure. Yeah. But and I'm really seriously surprised that he is still with us. I'd, yeah. I'd imagine that at some point they're going to try to 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 slip someone else in. We know that Gavin Newsom is, he seems to be running a ghost campaign. Uh, there's no way they don't have a backup. I mean, the, the guy's age alone. And of course, we, we, you mentioned his incoherency. We played a clip yesterday. I think it's gotten worse. We had this conversation off camera. Uh, I don't think he's he was anywhere near as bad as in 2020 as he is now. I mean, and this is his best. Who knows what they're pumping him full of amphetamines, I hear, whatever, to keep him going. So, uh, But he's been a great great puppet for them. I mean, what he's accomplished, uh, I don't think any Marxist uh, anti-American president has accomplished this much. What do you think, Rebecca? Right. Well, and I, too, we have to look at it from a historical perspective. Since the days of Reconstruction in the South after the Civil War, we know that the insiders have always used whatever political party is in power at the time to um, forward their own interests. We see a gradual progression since that time, closer and closer and closer, deteriorating our Constitution, adding amendments to it, making it look a lot more like the Communist Manifesto over time. Yeah. It doesn't matter what political party is in power. I think what, that's why Trump was such a, a surprise, because that was obviously, you know, that the plan yeah. was for Hillary to come in. To happen. It's right. clearly an aberration. But we really have to watch out. We have to realize the you know, there's there. Yeah. OK, I believe in a two party system. And one of those parties is the Republican Democrat <laughs> ticket, because that's government 
For instance, under the contract with America, under Newt Gingrich, the federal government grew more than any time before in history that any other time yeah, in history. Yeah, so we got to be aware of these these partisan, these uh, We do. These we, have to, we have to say, okay, who is adhering party. to the Constitution? Mm-hmm. That's the metric. Right. It's not, oh, who's adhering to the Republican platform? Who's adhering to the Democratic platform? Who's adhering to the Constitution? Very few do. Because that statement that the White House put out uh, complaining about the impeachment, Joe Biden was saying, oh, I'm trying to deal with Ukraine and I'm trying to deal with Israel and I'm trying to deal with the economy. Right, and yeah. and he, the only thing and he mentioned... And don't forget about the open border. Yes, <laughs> well, that he created no, he mentioned the, Yes, he mentioned the border problems. Oh, he's he trying about he that brought, like, he like actually it was yep. yeah. He mm-hmm. actually brought that up. The only thing he mentioned in that statement that the federal government has anything to do with, according to the Constitution, is the border. And he didn't mention that he caused the problem. Yeah. Well, wasn't there an attempt? Do you remember, Veronica, if there was an attempt, I think, by MTG, of all people, to impeach him on, on the basis of what's happening on the border alone, right? Yes, there, there was an attempt, and it's a catastrophe what's happening uh, with our border. I mean, we, we've got two million encounters so far in two years, and it's unbelievable how, how terrible no, it is. No, I think is the number is actually a whole lot higher. I think according to the border Well, this patrol- is the official numbers poll uh-huh. that we're getting, uh, two, well, two, two million people, and we know that most of them are military-aged men. Yeah. And um, it's, it's just not going very well. But I really think that... Um, I mean, I, I agree with you that the deep state is really trying to get rid of Biden. I think he played his role. He needs to go off the stage right now. And uh, another Do they thing, need to try that hard? Because it seems like, I mean, Republicans seem to be going after him. I, they, I don't think there's are, any indication that... And I really that, think that they will get to the bottom of it. I'm not sure if they will be allowed to do that because I think this rabbit hole is really deep. And I wonder if if Barack Obama was involved in all these... Uh, for, a lot for, of people were. Of this yeah. dealings. We gotta take a break, guys. After this, we <laughs> discuss Hunter Biden's whiny press conference and what happens next. Freedom is the cure. You're dead on. This is the largest experiment performed on human beings in the history of the world. The more you know. What they're doing is they're forcing vaccination on people. And I believe they are killing people with this vaccination. The freer you are. It's murder. They are basically murdering people in hospitals. The all-cause mortality we know is now higher in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group. Stay informed on the issues that affect freedom. Get a subscription to The New American today. TheNewAmerican.com All right, well, I'll say what I said uh, just a moment ago. Chairman Jordan and I have been very clear we issued a lawful subpoena to the president's son. Uh, this has been a 10-month investigation, a credible, transparent investigation that has produced a lot of troubling evidence. We have lots of questions. Hopefully you all have had an opportunity to go in the committee room and see the boxes of documents that we've accumulated, tens of thousands of pages of documents. Uh, we have lots of specific questions. This is an investigation about public corruption at the highest levels of our government. We have specific questions for the president's son. He does not get to dictate the terms of this subpoena. That was House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer of Kentucky, and he was talking about Hunter Biden's refusal to show up for a subpoenaed closed-door deposition yesterday. 
Hunter ignored a GOP congressional subpoena after GOP lawmakers denied his request to change the closed-door deposition to a public hearing. Instead of attending the hearing, he decided to do his own thing. Hunter read a statement to reporters outside the Capitol denying the corruption accusations against he and his father, Joe Biden. Here's part of what he said. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. Let me state as clearly as I can, my father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Here's what Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan thinks of Hunter refusing to show up for his deposition. I would just point out that I've had a chance now to review what Hunter Biden said in his, his press conference. And I think he made an interesting statement. He said his father was not financially involved in the business. And I think that qualifier, the word financially, is, is important because once again, it shows another change, another change in the story. First, it was no involvement. Then, no, I never, never talked to anyone. And then we find out about the dinners, the meetings, the phone calls, and everything else. Now it's, oh, he wasn't involved in the business financially. I think that is important. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the reasons we want to talk to Hunter Biden. Shortly afterward, Comer and Jordan announced they were beginning contempt of Congress proceedings. If prosecuted and convicted for contempt, Hunter's punishment could be up to $100,000 in fines and imprisonment. There was a lot of reactions in the digital public forum to Hunter's fit, including a tweet from Congressman Byron Donalds of Florida, who said, Hunter Biden, this ain't Burger King. You can't have it your way when it comes to congressional subpoenas. All right, ladies. So uh, I don't know if you remember what they did to Bannon, the J6ers, and how forceful they were when they were uh, ignoring those subpoenas. But, uh, you know, I don't see the media crying about what the but. Uh, uh, Hunter here is doing. What do you think, Veronica? You're, well, you were shaking your head the whole time. You I have just, a lot of sympathy I'm just so disgusted. And I'm really, uh, you know, because we're, our time is limited here, and it's a shame that we couldn't play the whole clip of Hunter Biden speaking because he was playing a victim card. He was saying, like, he was targeted by this evil MAGA Republicans that they just hate him. They had his uh, They're daddy. so mean, yeah. Uh, They're making up everything. there for me, and I'm recovering addicts. And please be sympathetic and please feel bad about all these awful Republicans that are asking me, dare to ask me. And he says it's, uh, again, it's unsubstantial. We don't, they don't have any evidence. There are uh, 40,000 pages of evidence uh, that Republicans Comer have. said there's boxes. Boxes. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, checked, I, I, I checked up. It's oh, you know 40, how many boxes mil- <laughs> With the emails, not, not the boxes, unfortunately, but... Uh, We'll see how it goes on the Capitol Hill. And they receive, they all, they have these uh, bank wires. They have the evidence. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Biden knows it. And his daddy knows it. And everyone in America knows it. I mean, it's like investigating COVID origins. Everybody knows where it came from. Everybody knows that Biden yeah. is corrupt. Everybody knows that he's bought and sold by communist China. Yeah. And then here he stands on the steps of the Capitol Hill saying that, 
it's it, it's all just a political uh, persecution because I'm the victim here. Yeah, this is like the uh, since COVID, I think this may be like the most intense gaslighting campaign of Americans. What do you think, Rebecca? Well, I mean, it's definitely up there in the top ten. Yeah. You know, and, and it's hard to beat COVID, but <laughs> right, it is. It's very hard to beat COVID. But you know what? We have to also consider that Comer this whole time and a whole oversight committee, at least the Republicans on it, have been complaining about how much the, the White House is stonewalling them yeah. and, and not uh, answering subpoenas and all of this. And, you know, Veronica just detailed all of the mountains of evidence they've already compiled. Mm-hmm. And yet I, you get the impression that that's just the tip of the iceberg because of the stonewalling. You know, yeah. The White House continually ignored. They even sent a letter to the majority whip saying, we're not taking your investigation seriously. You didn't have a, a House vote on it. No. So. And in, that, in that quote, there was also a mention where he was de- uh, uh, defending his, his actions by saying, look, I had business relations uh, with a China, someone from China. But the fact is, uh, from everything we've learned, there is no such thing as like a private businessman in China. Uh, <laughs> Steve, who's not here, he, he, you know, he's our executive senior editor. He's, he's lived there, but he's not the only one. It's clear, anyone doing business with China, outside of China, uh, they're doing business with the CCP or some form of the Chinese government. So uh, Bannon uh, actually alleges the guy was a spy. He worked with spies. What do you think, Veronica? Yeah, maybe I would not. I will. I would not be surprised. And I really hope that it, it this investigation will uncover the, the truth. But uh, what I do know is that they indeed received tens of millions of dollars from Chinese entities. Uh, Hunter Biden and all their family. I, I, I'm sure you know that. But right after Joe Biden became vice president with Barack Obama. Biden's family, the Biden family created over 20 companies and like it was companies. a very, very complicated web. And yeah. they were they had dealings with China. They had dealings with Ukraine. And we know that they were in Romania, too. Mm-hmm. And the other thing to consider, Paul, I think, is that um, the way they tried to conceal all the bank wires, all the transactions, they didn't want it. Um, you know, the normal way that like people would do in American business. Now they went I have a lot my of trouble, bank right? account, you have yours. Let's just do business together. We don't need any third yeah. shady companies somewhere on Cayenne Islands or whatever. And you know but what? For, and let's even just forget about the paperwork. Let's look at the careers that have been ruined. The White House has actually fired or demoted people within the IRS and within the Department of Justice who have whistle. been sub- subpoenaed. But yes, which is absolutely against the law to to interfere with whistleblowing. That's part of what can, can, mm-hmm. helps keep our government from corruption, supposedly. And yeah. now they're abs- absolutely, you know, individual lives have been substantially altered because of this. Yeah, where do, where do you guys see this going? I mean, uh, what happens at some point, they're gonna have to get statements from, from him. They're gonna keep looking. Um, where do you see this going, Veronica? Is there any commentary out there? What do you, it's hard to say, right? No, crystal ball. You've left your crystal yeah. ball. You came to the studio here in Appleton, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, it, it is hard to tell. And, and you know, it's anyone, the people do this for a living. And uh, the problem is, I think there's so much corruption. I think uh, that's the wild card because right. ordinarily we would we would anticipate that the process takes its place, but that's right. not. Well, I think of all the J6ers who are, who are rotting in jail right now, um, unjustifiably. And I heard yesterday that the Supreme Court is 
Davis looking at a case right now mm. just opened yesterday that could yeah. significantly alter the the ruling on that case could free most if not all of the J6ers really praying for that. Yeah, I mean, you brought that up because we mentioned utter corruption. Right. That's such a uh, great example of that. Double standard. Yeah. In the extreme. That's double standard on steroids. Absolutely. And who's above the law? Remember when they used to tell us, no one's above the law. It's like these two have been above the law forever. Well, Biden's been saying that over and over again. He's been talking, pay your fair share. Look at all the tax evasion. Thanks, guys. We got (laughs) to. Well, folks, the new American has published our latest collector's edition book is in its called Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. If we do not practice individual responsibility and provide for ourselves without government help, we cannot be free. This polished collector's edition includes articles on a number of topics, including the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearm self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics. We encourage you to get a copy. It'll make a great stocking stuffer. You can order copies at thenewamerican.com forward slash shop Or you can call our office at 800-727-8783, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. After this, what disturbing trend does the U.S. government's Medicare data show? I I certainly would not want a constitutional convention. I mean, whoa. (laughs) Who knows what would come out of that? Just imagine if we have a constitutional convention, the number of people who will be unhappy and the number of people who say the results are not valid, and then they'll just ignore the entire Constitution. What we need are just more people that would read the one we have. It isn't the Constitution that's the problem. It is the people who ignore the Constitution that usurp power and abuse the constitutional power that they ostensibly have. If you can't enforce an existing piece of paper, how are you going to enforce a piece of paper that has a little more writing to it? In other words, it's been amended. It's up to us to hold our elected officials accountable. What can you do to elect good representatives and senators in your state legislature who understand the Constitution and are willing to take a stand? Welcome back, folks. There's more information indicating that the COVID injection is deadly this time for Medicare. That's according to entrepreneur and medical research philanthropist Steve Kirsch, who earlier this week published some disturbing official statistics on his Substack. He explains that when vaccines are safe, the number of deaths per day should consistently decrease after the shot. But when it comes to the COVID so-called vaccine, he said it consistently increases over time for up to 365 days straight. He said, quote, I don't know how doctors can ignore this. It's crystal clear. The slope of deaths per day goes up. It is supposed to go down. You can't ignore this, end quote. His graphics compare the mortality rates after a typical pneumococcal vaccine when the deaths per day decrease over time relative to the day of the shot to mortality rates post-COVID jab. The difference is truly astounding. On the COVID graph, deaths per day consistently increase. And these aren't unofficial numbers. The data come from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Kirsch also reveals similar findings from official New Zealand statistics and tweeted that he has recorded the same phenomenon in the UK, Israel, and the Maldives. After this report, he sent emails to the health leadership in these countries and warned them the dangers that their own data indicate. He warned them that the failure to act on this can be viewed as criminal negligence. Um... We've done so much reporting here. 
Veronica, I'm gonna let you take it away. I know you. Paul, we have been covering it from the very beginning. The new American has been there since the very start of the vaccine rollout. And it's not the first uh, official source that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it all started with VAERS that was dismissed by the, by the very entities that are responsible for, for VAERS. They, they just ignored it, basically. And whenever any scientist would try to bring up um, VAERS numbers, they'd say, well, correlation it's, doesn't mean causation, so we just don't pay attention and it to that. Very and then we had and then we had official data from Pfizer post marketing data that was submitted to FDA. Uh, in it, within three months of the rollouts, Pfizer reported over thirteen hundred adverse reactions to the shots. FDA knew it perfectly well. Yeah. They knew about blood clots, myocarditis, they knew about miscarriages and reproductive harms in men and women, they knew about neurological damage, they knew about immunological conditions, mm -hmm. they knew about all of this. Yeah. And now this uh, medicates Medicare data, it's just another drop in the bucket, yeah. <laughs> honestly. And it's just so outrageous. And it's, it's one of the, I it seems like one of the biggest cover-ups in, in modern history. I think it is. I, I think it's a, a huge cover. Again, it's it's kind of in the top ten because, of course, climate change goes on and on and on. I believe that that's probably yeah, the there's so many hoax. in the running, isn't there? There are. There are. And who do you think you are, God? You know, we can we can really affect. You know, Mother Mother Earth is doing just fine. But, but you know, all of this um, this you say okay, this has to this has to be the last straw, the the thing that blows yeah. the lid off. You know, what are the two yeah, things? Right, exactly. What are the two things that will get you censored on social media quicker than you can say COVID? And that <laughs> is COVID and yeah. election integrity, right? Those are the two things you can't talk about. Those are the two things we need to be focused on the yeah. most. Because lives are at stake here. Real, lives are at stake. And if we lose the issue of election integrity, we lose our freedoms. Again, lives are at stake here. Yeah. I mean, I, but lives are literally, people are dying. And mm -hmm. my understanding is this this is continuing. The effects of this uh, is going to co continue to to uh, perpetuate. Like, we're, we haven't seen the end, have we, Veronica? We, we have not. And I think, in fact, um, Edward Dowd, who has been uh, monitoring official sources like uh, CDC mortality, would be the most, uh, of course, uh, publicized and the most uh, discussed, on at least on the alternative media side of, uh, of the media, of the actually real media, I, I must say. Yeah, Edward Dowd, yeah, this uh, famous uh, ex-BlackRock um, um, analyst, he says that he just published the other day data from, um, I think it was uh, the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics showing that the disability rate remains constantly high. And it's uh, well above post uh, pre pre COVID uh, era. Yeah. So it just we we are dealing with this lasting effect of these injections, and it's awful. And, and I'd imagine that too is supposed to go down, like uh, like the death rate. But we're seeing it. Are you saying it's plateaued at a high rate, or is it steadily increasing? Do we know? It's 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 steadily high. Let's put it this way. Okay. Yeah. Well, and they'll they'll anyone who acknowledges that that's actually happening will say, well, that's because of COVID, not because of the shot. That people are still reeling from COVID. But Steve Kirsch is very he pointedly addresses that and he says, no, this doesn't happen when COVID burst on the scene. We see these uh, mm -hmm. trends happening after the introduction of the jab, yeah. not not the introduction of COVID. But you know, okay, let's say it is because of COVID. That was contrived in a lab too.
Mm-hmm. Well, but it's not because of COVID. And no. The New Zealand data shows this as well. Right. Um, uh, I thought they did, the guy did a terrific job, which, by the way, apparently the guy's out on bail. They arrested the guy for, for leaking. Uh, Very gum. young. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was there was some sort of iron, some sort of irony in his charge, something about how he was printing like for misinformation or something or he was uh, divulging misinformation, which, I, again, it's ironic because they are the the scam. The propaganda is the official narrative and, and the non disinformation is what we're talking about. It, it, it's a topsy turvy world. Up is down. Down is up. It's this is the world we live in. I mean, we're talking about what do we talk about today? Uh, all these cover ups. Right. You know, so See that consistent message all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, at what point does the lid uh, come off. At, at what point is it just too hard to contain, or are we there yet? And the only reason it's not that obvious is because of the propaganda uh, apparatus, otherwise known as the mainstream media, whereas everyone else knows. What do you guys think? Our strength is the fact that we really do still have our constitution in place, and we do have the uh, means to free ourselves of this, uh, I truly believe, demonic oppression yeah. from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to realize that the Founding Fathers very wisely set up our country to be bottom-heavy, not top-heavy. We're not, it's not a dictatorship that Washington tells us what to do. Yeah. The localities tell the states what to do. The states tell the federal government right, what to do right now. It is demonically inverted. Yeah. But we do still have our Constitution. We must must protect it at all costs. We must fight against any convention of states. <laughs> <laughs> we took a story about vaccines and convention of states, and that's but that's that's a good that's such a good point because there are the attempts, the convention of states attempts, the Article Five convention. That's what it is. It's an attempt to finally destroy the Constitution. So whatever retribution, whatever action we can take about these uh, uh, in response to these cover-ups, whether it be Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, whether it right. be the shot. We have to have these governing documents intact less or we would not be able to. Well, you know where else I see the hope? I see hope in everyday Americans because I spoke with vaccine injured and vaccine bereaved families who lost uh, who lost their loved ones to these vaccines. And many of them were Democrats and many of them would say, I took this vaccine because I trusted the government. Mm -hmm. I trusted the government. They they said it was safe and effective. And I really was trying to do something good for my community. And now, you and now live they, near the, the lost, D.C. Lost, area. You you probably run into more people, right? Yes, it's heavily vaccinated, uh, of course. Yes, and uh, I mean, fifteen percent of people, I think, uh, developed a chronic condition after receiving this shot. So I think probably every single one of us knows probably who knows somebody Someone who's been injured or knows somebody personally who was injured. I yeah. I, 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 know I know people. people who I know. Wear. I, I know a, people who wear, and it, they said, well. I've been duped. I was lied to. I will not trust them again. And remember the ma- the mandates that Joe Biden tried to impose, and it's only because of our Constitution. Right. Remember, he's like, we're going to send someone to your door. Right. That was astounding. <laughs> right. And that's still a point I, I raise with people. It's like, look, if you're not involved, just, just know this. There was a time when the president of the United States was considering sending stormtroopers to your door to make sure that you had this, this, this suspect you. injection inside your body. That's what we are dealing with. And if, you know, if the, I think the Supreme Court stepped in, especially through the ocean, if that wouldn't have happened, we don't know where we'd be right now. We're supposed to be against slavery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, 
thank you, ladies. That, that was so great having you. And we're going to actually have you back tomorrow, uh, Rebecca. We got a very exciting episode. But thank you for joining us. And after this, a Wisconsin legislator exposes the ranked choice um, agenda in Wisconsin's legislature. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence proclaims God-given rights, and we intend to protect them. Working with people like you for over 50 years, preserving freedom and building a better tomorrow. Safeguarding the Constitution by limiting government power. We are restoring liberties, educating voters, and leading the freedom movement. Join with us. United, we will defend our rights. We are all Americans. We are the John Birch Society. Join us for today's action segment is Ty Bodden, a researcher for the John Birch Society who just so happens to be a legislator here in Wisconsin. And today we're going to talk about ranked choice voting and how Republicans here in the dairy state are pushing it. Welcome, Ty. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, Paul. Oh, yeah. Um, we always want to know what's going on here, especially in the legislature, especially since we live here. It's yeah. going to affect us. Now, this ranked choice voting thing, we've been hearing this thing creeping up. I think it's actually been, if I'm not mistaken, maybe implemented in Alaska or, to, yeah. or, or something. Alaska, yeah. Maine, there's a lot of local uh, local races around the country. Uh, mayor races, I think in San Francisco, New York, mm -hmm. others, they've used uh, ranked choice voting. And now uh, it's creeping style. up here, huh? There, there's a push for it around the country. Uh, there's uh, there's another state in this country that's actually putting it on the ballot. I believe it's Nevada. So I think in 2024, it'll be an option on the ballot, and Nevadans will have to decide if they want it yeah. on their uh, as their vote, primary voting style. What is ranked choice voting? So it's it gets away kind of from that one person, one vote, one one day count. It gets away from that, and it's it's more of a it's more complicated. So when it's you're asking someone like me who's listened to a, a lot about it, try to explain it. Mm -hmm. Imagine just trying to explain it to the average person. Is it like it. you so vote for your top three type? So of you pick a you pick um, for the so in Wisconsin's instance, there's a group and it's a final five. So a primary, it's an open primary. You can have ten Republicans, ten Democrats. Uh, you vote for one. I, I believe in this instance, you vote for one. And that's the thing. They're different in every state. But in this instance, you vote for one. And then the top five go, vote getters. You can be libertarians, other parties as well. Top five vote getters in all parties will go to the general election. So that's mm -hmm. when you pick your first choice. Then you vote for your second choice. Then your third, fourth, and fifth. Wow. So the goal of ranked choice voting is to get to a consensus candidate um, usually someone who's more middle of the road that everyone uh, can agree on. So you're really not getting any principled elect elected officials this way. But So if you don't get 50% in the first ballot, then they start counting the second ballot, the yeah. second choice. And if, you, if you're not to 50% there yet with mm. votes for that candidate, you keep going until one candidate gets 50% of this the This sounds vote. very democratic. <laughs> it sounds confusing, and there's lots of room for error and. That, that's that's a huge issue with this. I mean, it sounds like this is the kind of ploy that would prevent 
um, for instance, a constitutionalist who usually is somewhat, I wouldn't, I don't know if the minority is, is, is the correct word, but I mean, the constitutionalists thus far have yet to garner uh, an overwhelming majority of, of votes in most places, but they're rising. Yeah, there's certain candidates, for example, in the state of Wisconsin. I do not think Ron Johnson would be our U.S. senator if this was in place right now. You're not going to get a sound uh, constitutional elected mm-hmm. official ever again. Everyone talks about how the system's broken. Yeah. Well, the system's broken because no one follows the Constitution to begin with. So if, maybe if we just— Not because we don't have ranked choice voting, huh? No, it's that's not even close to the issue. Actually, it will it would probably make things worse. You might have more compromise on, on beliefs and core mm. principles and— you know what? Spending is out of control. Uh, I don't think having a consensus candidate is going to reign in big government. And mm. I think that this is just going to expand the size of government in the long run. So who's pushing for it here and who's who's supporting it? There are some groups that are supporting it. There's some legislators in the state. Uh, the, it was introduced by uh, Republicans in Wisconsin. It's been co-sponsored by Democrats. So there's been a big push for that in Wisconsin. Uh, there are some lobbying groups. Um they call themselves grassroots, but we they have a lot of outside influence. Uh, a lot outside of, of Wisconsin now. Yeah, correct. And we need um, – it's it's unfortunate because we, we can't be getting away – to me, this is just going to cause more distrust in our elections because many states, for Alaska, it took – I think it was a week to finally know who won the race. Uh, was that in 2018, 2020, 2020? Yeah. It took, we didn't know the winner for a long time. So because how, of the how convoluted counting that? and the, the co- uh, complicate, right. complicated right. nature of this and, thing. Huh? And that's kind of why me and Senator Strobel, two other local reps, Chance Green and Joy Gobin, uh, we put out a constitutional amendment to prohibit this style, to keep it just one person, one vote, one day of counting only, no counting for a week, trying to determine who wins. And there's been states where they've they use like – computer software to tabulate the winner mm-hmm. and there's been instance actually there's an instance in new york i was just looking at that um no sorry california there was a uh, school board race uh in california where they there was a counting error and 50 days after the winner was declared there was a computer glitch that flipped the winner this is not an easy count clerks would be very frustrated with how this mm. would go so we would need to depend on on computers what could yeah. go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? We haven't seen issues with that before, right? No. So, no. Yeah, but uh, five other states have banned it. Florida, Idaho, Montana, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Oh, wow. Yeah, the National Republican National Committee passed a resolution opposing this, so I think... What um, is the basis? What What does the RNC see as the basis for opposing this? This is just a, a tactic to... Um, I think just confuse voters. I don't know why the RNC... Uh, well, the RNC clearly knows that we don't need more confused voter base. I mean, mm. um, Republicans are generally older individuals. I think they know that in this kind of style of voting would maybe yeah. deter people. And I know there's there's like ballot exhaustion. It's confusing to follow along. There's going to be more special interests probably involved in elections. There are people wow. that shouldn't be working Even together. More? People that shouldn't be working together are going to collaborate to try to say, these are the this, you need to pick this candidate first, this candidate second. Oh, I see. And it's just going to be it'll be a mess so you you've uh you're trying to introduce or you have introduced legislation to stop this from becoming reality here in yeah. the dairy state correct well technically it's already not a thing in wisconsin so the only way to prevent it from happening is a constitutional uh-huh. amendment which has to go through two consecutive sessions of the legislature and then if it passes two consecutive sessions it would go to the people for a vote if they want this or not how if is this they, if they voted no 
if they if they voted yes, they wanted it. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's enacted. Yeah, but it just it just means uh, um, that there well there'd be probably more talks and more cons- consideration of, of it. But more overwhelmingly, the people that I talk to, especially the grassroots conservatives in the state, would are have are, would would heavily vote against this. Yeah, so would heavily vote, having ranked choice voting. I take it we're. Um is there anything for for Wisconsin residents to support as of now, or are we um, are we kind of at a stance? Well, we, it's we, out there. It went out for co sponsorship. We did get quite a number of uh, legislators to sign on as co sponsors, saying that we support this re- this constitutional amendment you proposed that ranked choice voting shouldn't have any place in Wisconsin. So uh, it went out there already. So now what we're hoping for is a hearing, and hopefully if there's enough support, yeah, we can get to the floor for a vote for. Uh, the, at the, before the end of this session. Are Democrats supporting this? Democrats support ranked choice voting overall based on the, the just the co-sponsorship memo. So mm-hmm. the bill that was put out to enact ranked choice voting had several Democrats on the memo. Our constitutional amendment prohibiting it had none. Mm. So What do Democrats see in this? Because you're talking about confusion and things like that. I don't know. If even they would say, well, that's good. We, we need to confuse our constituents. The most left members of the Wisconsin legislature support this because they think it's more democratic. It's good for democracy. Yeah, right? they love their democracy. There's huh? a group that's really, yes, they love their <laughs> democracy. There's a, the group in Wisconsin that's pushing this is actually a group called Democracy Found. So yeah, you go can figure. look that up a little bit, see who's on their board, read, read a little bit more about them, but yeah. their push is for more democracy. Do Republicans in the Wisconsin legislature do do are, do they even realize that we're not a democracy? Or as someone who you don't have to name names, but <laughs> what do you see as someone who's been in the halls of the Wisconsin in Madison? I, I, every time I'm talking to a group, I usually I always actually point out that we are actually a constitutional republic. Yeah, and I think for the most part they get it. Republicans know that. I have heard Republicans say that we have pieces borrowed from democratic yeah. governments. And that's not necessary. That's not, it's not untrue, untrue. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I think just, just to say we embrace democracy entirely um, for what it is. Is is, is there a legislative right. alert for this? We got a few seconds here. Or? There, uh, there might be. There might be one coming up. As soon as we have a resolution or a SJR number. Yeah, uh, I think I've we'll heard that they're going to come up with the legislative alert. And then this. to get that, you go to jbs.org. Is it take action, uh, legislative alerts, and then you go to state alerts. That's correct. It's okay. under the state alerts. You can sign up for them there. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the New American Daily. You can get more truth behind the news at thenewamerican.com. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow.